Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. This is Jesus being rejected in his own hometown of Nazareth. This text is actually paralleled back in Matthew chapter 13, verses 53 through 58. We did a podcast on that in episode 517, which I'd encourage you to go back and listen to if you haven't. I'm going to go ahead and do a devotion on this text, even though it is very, very similar to the one in Matthew. I went back and listened to that to see what angle. I came at it from, and I think we can come at this one from a slightly different angle, and so I'm going to do one for the Mark passage as well. Before I dive into that, just want to thank again the Family Leader, a ministry based in Des Moines, Iowa, which is our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor. You can learn more about them at the end of this podcast in Terry's announcements. Chapter 6, verse 1. He went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. So where did he go away from, and where is his hometown? Well, in Matthew, we learn that Jesus left his hometown of Nazareth and moved to Capernaum where he lived and that was kind of the hub of his ministry. Capernaum is on the north side of the Sea of Galilee. I didn't look it up but by glancing at a map it looks to be about 25 or 20 miles as the crow flies from where Nazareth is. So here he's left the area where he's been doing ministry and he's coming back to his original hometown, not where he currently lives, Capernaum, but his original hometown of Nazareth where his family still lives. Verse 2. And on the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is this wisdom given to him? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joses, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. So the reason that the people have taken offense with Jesus is because there's this great tension in their minds. He's got all this wisdom. He does these mighty works, yet we know the family that he came from. And in this text, they list names. The Judas that's mentioned is not Judas Iscariot, but Judas, one of his half-brothers. Also is mentioned his half-brother James, who ends up writing the book of James. And at this point, his family's not really on board with what he's doing. We just learned in Matthew 3, verse 21, the text where he appoints the 12 apostles, that his family thought that he was out of his mind. So they went to find him and get him because they thought he lost it. So his family doesn't yet know who he is or what he's about, don't fully trust him. And what's interesting about this is it gives us some insight into how how God revealed the deity of Jesus over the course of his time on earth. Of course, Jesus is fully God, the second person of the Trinity. Colossians says, through him, all things were created, like the universe and everything in it. So he's been around forever, but he comes to earth, fully God and fully man, and his deity, his godness, evidently has been largely hidden up until the point where his ministry begins. Because these people who know him well, who saw him grow up, who know his family, there's nothing terribly special about about Jesus in their minds. It's not like he was running around as a five-year-old doing miracles and wowing people. So to them, this seems like a regular guy from a regular family, yet all of a sudden he's got all this wisdom, he's teaching all this stuff, he's doing all these great works. And that tension causes them to take offense at him. Verse 4, And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. One thing that's interesting about that statement is that's not just true of Jesus in this circumstance, but this has been true of some of the prophets of old. 
they're not regarded as anything special by the people closest to them either. They're rejected by their own people also. By the way, friend, if you're serious about your faith in Jesus Christ, if you're serious about helping others get serious about it, about scripture, etc., there might be a little bit of rejection that you get from the people who are closest to you. Jesus told us back in Matthew 5, when you're persecuted, don't worry about it. That's what people did to the prophets of old. That's what people will do to me. It's just kind of part of the deal for those of us who walk with Christ. Verse 5, and he could do no mighty works there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. I think that's hilarious. He couldn't do any mighty works, but he could heal some people. Like healing people is a mighty work in my mind. But what this is saying is that Jesus, because of the lack of faith that people had, was unable to do anything really powerful, really amazing. In other words, he's not going to force himself. He's not going to force supernatural acts on people who don't believe in who he is. Evidently, laying his hands on a few sick people and healing them is no big deal. It's not considered a mighty work. Mighty works are the next level above that. And I would suggest that there's something that's even above that, which is an amazing work that God has done in the lives of those who trust him, believe him, don't reject him. And that mighty work is the work of granting us forgiveness, granting us his righteousness, granting us the penalty that he paid for sin on the cross, Mark paid for us who put our faith and trust in him. And so in the same way that Jesus isn't going to do mighty works among people who don't have faith in him, Jesus isn't going to grant forgiveness, isn't going to give his righteousness to, isn't going to pay the penalty for anyone who doesn't trust in him either. Salvation is a mighty, mighty work, and it is granted to us by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. And just like the people in his hometown who don't have faith in him, who don't trust him, the mighty work of salvation won't be done among those who don't trust him today. Verse 6, finishing it out, and he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went about among the villages teaching. So this just wasn't your run-of-the-mill unbelief. This was a staggering level of unbelief displayed by not just anybody, but the people who knew him best and were closest to him, and it caused him to marvel. But it didn't deter him. Sure, he didn't do the mighty works that he may have done if there would have been more faith in Nazareth, but he stayed on message, and he kept teaching in the surrounding villages. And that's another great tip for us who are rejected by those who are close to us from time to time. Just keep going. Move on to the next thing. Stay faithful to the Lord. Don't get worked up about it. Don't get thrown off, because there are people eventually in front of you who the Lord has appointed who will be open, who will receive with faith the message that we have. Keep on keeping on. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.